0: It's a lie. 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 It's a a lie. I see dead people. Touch it. Awesome. Here's Johnny. Stop. We have such
1: sights to show you. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Fuck
0: you too. Me, my, mo, me, mo, me, mo, mo. Yeah, you want to moan to moan, don't you? Me, mo, mo. Mo. Oh, mo, mo.
1: Sliding down my aqua slash.
0: Ooh. Sliding down my aqua slash.
1: Sliced, gash. sliced, <laughs> sliced and diced by my aqua slash. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying uh, to I'm I'm warming up my voice you know I'm getting into it. I thought that would put me into the mood instead it
0: just made me watch a horrible clip, <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, because only like f- six people died from the actual
1: slide.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate the premise but man you got to be a little bit more creative with your kills there bud.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we didn't watch like the ninety minutes but,
0: <laughs> that the movie probably would just be is. Sad.
1: Um, hello everyone. This is lots of pasta I'm here with Deputy Dewey Oh shit, is that what
0: this is again?
1: And I told him, well more so tricked him into coming in to record (laughs) Because uh, We were thinking about watching Aqua Slash And then we chose not to um, For good reason Because we just wanted to watch Red Letter Media's Summary (laughs) of the film And you learn everything you need to Without wasting the time of watching a terrible movie Spoilers Spoilers But the reason, the reason I wanted to watch that on this particular day with Deputy Dewey is because I told him what today's episode was going to be about earlier than today. And we've been thinking about it for a little bit. And um, I really hope we're not reading Aqua Slash. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope it's more like what we were hypothesizing. (laughs) Like, like, Mm -hmm. oh, think of think of all the ways you can kill someone at at a water park.
0: Yep. It, it. There are a lot. You I, could kill a lot of people at a water park. I feel like you could even like just put like some some wood inside and just create like a fucking like uh, a a pile up effect of people just ramming into each other continuously, and that would even be more fun than throw just a bed of sliding.
1: nails anywhere in a water park, <laughs> and you're
0: gonna do damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the the idea of falling off this off the side of a water slide was always. Very intriguing to me. I
1: I remember one of the last times I went to uh, Dorney's Mm -hmm. water section. The huge one? The water section, yeah. And they had that big, like, eight-person raft ride. And I remember we had a full tube of eight people, but it was mostly kids. And it was, like, me... They they didn't weight distribute us Mm -hmm. appropriately. And there was a point where I looked parallel opposite the ground and I looked straight down off of a cliff off of the side of one of those rafts and I just saw pure terror in my brother's eyes who was sitting across from me (laughs) as he sees me like if I hadn't been holding on, I would have been launched off the fucking side of that
0: thing. And there's not like there's any like safety procedures there at all. It was just no,
1: like, there was no guardrails mm-hmm. or anything. Like like back, I don't even know if they've changed it. I haven't gone like that. Scarred me for life. So I'm gonna stick to the lazy river. Maybe <laughs> maybe a tube slide, but I don't even do body slides anymore. Like I don't. Okay. Like, bad things can happen. Did on you those.
0: experience Terry Hill in your youth? The other water park in our area. I don't believe so Oh my god This one was straight up Made of wood and No Yeah Like this one it They closed down And like they auctioned off Like their ginormous Fucking like pirate uh, Statues And all kinds of other Crazy okay. shit that they had there But that park I went for like A full like Couple summers I have no idea How I don't have Back problems from this place Cause this is the type of place Like you go down a slide And like the wood Will like creak up so, like, your lower yeah. back is just taking a fucking beating as you, like, fall into, like, a ginormous pool. Yeah. And, like, I have no... Kids are made of rubber, man. Like, I have no have idea how be. I'm not injured these days from that summer.
1: Same. I actually think that way all the time. Th- like, I'm such... Like, as an adult, I'm in such pain all the time mm-hmm. that I'm, like... This this is because of inactivity. <laughs> as a kid, when I was super active, I didn't break anything. I didn't yeah. hurt anything. Like, everything was fluid
0: and it's like now we twist our ankles getting out of a car door
1: I twist my ankles waking <laughs> up in the morning I take my first step off my bed and my ankles are already swollen mm-hmm. um, it's wild it's wild shit to think about and like I I personally I've been going to Disney every single year so when I think of water parks I think of Disney's water parks and there were entire summers I spent at like the now closed Critter Country um, fucking the the old school, like Tom Sawyer's Island pool, um, any of the Disney pools, any of the Disney water parks. That's um, uh, Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, Lagoon, Blizzard Beach. and um, that's bringing back memories. Both of those are are phenomenal water parks. There was a there was a also a stint of two or three years in a row, the same type of years that we would go camping. We would also go to Camel Beach. We would drive up north and go to Camel Beach. Um, I've never been to, like, Wolf Den Lodge or whatever the fuck that's called. Those indoor ones. I've never been to any of those... They look super cool. I was just telling Deputy Dewey before we started recording that Universal opened a really cool one. It's all centered around a volcano. There's a, a water slide that goes from the top of the volcano to the bottom. Hell it's yeah. it's fucking amazing. It's a, it's a room. body slide. It's a body shoot. Okay. It's one of those ones where they put you in a tube and they close the door. See ya. And then they remove the floor on you. Oh, and fuck. You, and you just go shooting. Oh, okay. Down. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like... I don't think I would do one of those now because I'd be terrified <laughs> to, to to do something to my body. There's there's a different type of mind, right? When I when I go on a roller coaster and like I'll use VelociCoaster as a most recent example, um, Intamin's new roller coaster at Universal's Islands of Adventure has a giant fucking peak where you have and, and probably throughout the ride you probably have like a full ten seconds of airtime out of your seat. And whenever I came crashing back down to reality, my fucking gut in my back would just slam back into my chair. (laughs) And when I got off, when I got off, I looked over at Alley Cat and I was like, I hurt that ride. Hurt me physically beat you and I got over it. Mm-hmm. I found a way to stick into the seat a little bit better it was my that was my first time going on ever okay and it, and it hurt. I learned how to stick into the seat a little bit better It's amazing <laughs> you can't do that on a water slide no if you ride a water slide wrong you're gonna get hurt and it's just gonna be that's how you ride water slides
0: the, you know get those good plastic rashes on your body your
1: your body has to it has to evolve to be able to handle those things. And I have not been to a fucking water park in forever. So if I'm if I'm going to Camel Beach, I'm doing the, the tubes. <laughs> I'm doing the inner tubes. You are drinking
0: at the pool. And I am
1: sitting no like that's <laughs> hey, that's why I'll go to an all inclusive because I'll just be able to sit in a pool all day and drink. Mm-hmm. Um give me that mountain. where am I? Whenever I've stayed at uh Cabana Bay at Universal with Where Am I, we've spent almost every night in the lazy river okay and we don't even have tubes we were just floating there like our dead bodies just fucking <laughs> like going down this river and uh it was just relaxing we were just talking and, and float
0: <laughs> i think i'll still be okay at a water park i mean it's been like three years i feel like since i've actually been in one i but haven't like, gotten out a slide in forever i still river float a lot and like those rocks beat the shit out of your your back and your butt okay. throughout that. So I think okay. I feel like I'll be okay with doing that. But oh man, I, I might have to days. rethink doing a river with you now <laughs> because you're telling
1: me I'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me. Yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> I'll invest in some nice water shoes. You also that know is the way to go. You also know that I'm gonna like. I'm gonna buy the most, like, decked out fucking mm-hmm. tube and I'm gonna
0: have, like, all these accoutrements <laughs> with me. Well, Strawberry Shortcake brought a inflatable rhino the one year. Nice. And he was riding the rhino, but it popped. No. <laughs> so he was riding, like, the legs of the rhino on the the tail end of the trip because those were at least were inflated differently than the actual body. Yeah. So the body was just dead but some of the legs were still floating up so he made himself like a Make a very shitty raft. bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, boy, boy. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> uh, I've always thought about being the guy who rides the bull all the way down mm. and then it's like nine, get sunburned and I wouldn't <laughs> even be in the water. I, my legs would be in the water. I wouldn't be in the water. I want to be on my ass I want a smoke in my hand and a drink in the other and my, like, waterproof uh, fucking Bluetooth or whatever, popping out some tunes. I just want sunglasses <laughs> and
0: float. I'm one of those people that always gets that one blind streak of sunburn because, like, I can't get all of my crevices because I'm a big boy. I know so those big boy get those, problems. Those horrible lines that are, like, right in the bottom of your bag. That's hilarious. Oh,
1: fuck me. I know, no. I know the big boy problems. <laughs> so let's just read the title real quick.
0: I Have AIDS by Bob.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Bob's Wicked and Wild Water Park where nightmares
0: become reality. <laughs> oh, I'm bad at reading. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, man, we didn't even talk to like It's it's been a while since I've been on here. I died. You died? In Five Cream. Oh, shit. Deputy Dewey went down. We didn't even talk about <laughs> I'm yeah. a zombified dewdrop. Yeah, Deputy Dewey. Uh,
1: <clears throat> spoilers for all you Scream Scream Five Creams out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, our boy went down. It really hurts, too. And, because, in a really like,
0: shitty way. <laughs> I survived Billy and Stu, who stabbed me. I survived Mickey, who stabbed me. But I died to, like, a 16-year-old twig of a girl who got her, the shit kicked out of her in a Tarantino flick <laughs> Oh, is that just her thing does she just it's get burned in man. movies like, I think so I <laughs> hope I she so. always catches on fire in all of her films
1: <laughs> she does like a rom-com <laughs> at the very end she catches on the fire the one
0: movie where she doesn't catch on fire she's like a demon from hell <laughs> <laughs> or she's a burn victim Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but what do you what do you think when you think of Uncle Bob's Wicked and Wild Water Park?
0: Uh, where I, nightmares
1: become reality. I
0: am thinking of an Uncle Haas just investing into a water park. And, oh, yeah, you and know he, he, he made enough money through uh, creepy cabins that he is uh, now investing in the old park. Come on and,
1: down. You know, I'll take you. We'll go on.
0: <laughs> oh, you're a nice boy. You know, you're oh, a you're, nice nice boy. You're, you're a nice down boy. My Dude, you you know, know. You're a nice boy. You're
1: You want come down my water park? I'll take you around. I'll make you nice and wet. You know, my wife.
0: Yeah. My wife. <laughs> Bob. Bob. <Barb. laughs> Gonna have a lovely view of the Blue Ridge Mountains At the the top of the the highest slide The North
1: Carolina water park
0: (laughs) Oh shit That's what I'm thinking What are you thinking when you read that title? I try not to think of aqua slash <laughs> <laughs> for the best. I really got to get out of that mindset. I got to so get out a of the aqua time.
1: slash because I, I don't think any aqua slashing is going to happen. And if it does, I'm going to scream. We,
0: we've watched decent <laughs> Cause movies. Cause swords lately. in a tube. <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't oh, yeah, actually watch that film.
1: We've been watching some good.
0: We finished all of VHS recently. Yeah. It was a good time. Well, most of them Three of good. the four.
1: <laughs> most of them were good. Most of them were good. I'll give you a bone storm. No <laughs> <laughs> good old, good old chance of bone storm. Oh, shit, man. Here we go. Yeah, I don't. Is this going to be a Mayhem Mountain type of story where it's a slow burner to a third act that kills a bunch of people? Or is this going to be a systematic who it? Yeah. Where person by person
0: dies until we figure out what's going on or we escape. Sadly, I do think we're going to have a backstory intro of, like, learning about something horrible that happened here 20 years ago. And now it's happening again. Oh, I shit. I feel like that's guaranteed for oh, what, your summertime wait, 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 wait. horror stories. Wait, wait,
1: okay, then let's bring it in. Is this going to be a monster? Is this going to be a cult? Is this going to be a murderer? Is this going to be a...
0: Ghost I'm gonna say it's a murderer But I would love for it To just be like A ghost fucking A spooky
1: fucking water park Yeah
0: Yeah give me that I just don't know how It would execute Oh dude I would love to see Some fucking like Creepy ghosts In the fucking water park Just every now and then You look up And and there's just A drowned person Yeah Yeah that would be creepy Okay Because like I'm no longer pools. thinking of Aqua Slash Wave pools are insane oh, with how many people are, die every yeah, year people, in them. People
1: get fucked up by wave pools And uh, Fight Club taught me that a bunch of old people die every year to their water pumps Interesting, okay yeah.
0: Oh, with fucking the water pump? No, just getting stuck sometimes. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well let's hopefully we'll have some Yes, Yes, they are
1: the ones who are rubbing their assholes on them when they die that way. Oh uh, no. I'm I'm talking oh. like no, Florida has just like a huge population of old people who die in their fucking tubs and pools. Have we it's, talked it's to friends
0: lately? Have we checked on him? Is he still okay? <laughs> He's moving to Boston. Not okay. not for no 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 water pops. Uh, wah, water no water pumps. packs. No water packs up <laughs> and No Boston. water packs up and No packing. <laughs> no packing at the pack. Welcome to Uncle
1: Bob's Wicked and Wild Water Park, where nightmares become reality. Woo! From Reddit, no
0: sleep. Do you want to begin? Sure. I never believed in love at first sight before all this happened. Aww. At 16 years old, I had n- never had a girlfriend. And although I'd been infatuated with Clem- girls at school. Percent yeah, percent you percent were. I had percent. never been in love. Aww. That all changed when I laid eyes on Clementine Sweeney. <laughs> Clementine My Clem, Sweeney. my sweet Clementine. <laughs> it helped that she oh, saved Clem- my life that Clem. day. Oh wow, way to go Clem. And she was also my first kiss. We got some Wendy Pfeffer corn. <laughs> all I'm in love. the span of a few minutes. Oh shit, yeah. A totally a lifeguard. What but I'm getting ahead of point. myself. I should probably start at the beginning. Well, anyway, my name is Jordan. I've been a minimum wage employee at the Wicked and Wild water park since I was 16 years old. Wicked and Wild. Right. I'm hearing Wicked. Maybe it's witches. A witchy I'm park. I'm here in Wild, and I'm thinking werewolf. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm 18 now. Practically a senior citizen around here, am I right? <laughs> so <laughs> old. I spent two summers working at the water park, and this will be my third. Some people ask when I figured out this place was rotten. I tell them I knew from the day I met time that there was something wrong with this water park. That was when I realized it was named Wicked and Wild for a reason. Wicked was in
1: caps. <laughs> ah! Witches.
0: <laughs> We're opening up for the summer again and I'm both excited for it and dreading it at the same time. Working at a water park is a lot less enjoyable than visiting one after all. You stand out in the hot sun and just get to watch while other people have fun. (laughs) They're laughing and tossing around beach balls in the icy blue waters of the wave pool, and you're just roasting in the heat.
1: I Now's Mm -hmm. a good time to also mention that I dated a girl that was on your swim team, and she was a lifeguard at Mm -hmm. the amusement park I worked at, and I was doing caricatures, and I would walk by and look at her in her bathing suit every time and time again, and she would be like, go away. (laughs) She was like, I'm miserable. These people are awful. Everyone keeps hitting on me. (laughs) Please leave me alone. (laughs) So sad. (laughs) But I drew you just. I'd be like, I'd be like, come, come have lunch with me, and she'd be like, I don't want
0: to. (laughs) She's hating life. She hated that job. (laughs) Ah man, you probably know the type of place I'm talking about. You likely have one where you live or similar to it. Just like Captain Morate here. There you go. Can you picture it? On the sign out front, the K in wicked is flipped around backwards to give it a fun and friendly sort of vibe. Ooh. <laughs> that doesn't make
1: any sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the letters are tilted playfully, painted in bright rainbow colors. Wicked. There's card out cartoons of dolphins and orcas flanking with the brick pathway leading towards the entrance where you can buy an overpriced entry ticket. That sounds right. I'm sure it's like. now to get to the fucking (laughs) park. It's the sort of place where you go to on a hot summer day when you're desperate for ice-cold water, waves, and a few thrills. The smell of chlorine and tanning solution permeates the air and everything, or everybody around. Ah, Everybody walks around with their towels around their waist or slung over their shoulders. Lobster red with fresh sunburns, little orange key fobs. Oh my god, yeah, I remember those. Uh Dangering from their shorts or their lockers. Uh, They paid exorbitant rates for, oh man, buying a fucking, like, uh, 15 bucks. $15 soda, the uh, oh, the shit. valuable cups that you get there. Oh
1: yeah, you get the $16 souvenir cup, you get free refills for the rest of the
0: day. Mm-hmm. There are slides, a wave pool, and a lazy river. A midway with rides, games, and concession stands. Everything you would expect from a cut-rate, water-themed fun park. But it's far from perfect. Several of the older slides have bumps and divots in them, a result of neglected maintenance over the years and while scrape holes out of your back while you ride down them oh and while they'll scrape holes out of your back while you ride down them this is especially common when the water pressure is poor which it often is our wave pool has a history of dirty needles and broken glass bottles being floated in the murky water who the fuck is doing heroin inside of a wave pool that's a bit much that is a bit much among other things soiled diapers use band-aids and tampons to name a few oh, no, see, that i understand those are
1: all understandable but i still don't want to think about we it. we
0: had a special needs girl on our swim team once that uh, apparently got a tampon stuck in her vagina and asked for others to help fish it out in the locker room horror stories man i feel bad for girls Guys, we just whip our dicks I around feel, and I try. always feel
1: bad for girls. <laughs> they so... I, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> they just go through so much. I'm
0: so sorry. <laughs> Still, I have yet to mention our wealthy owner's obsession with buildings, bigger and bigger slides, and more and more dangerous attractions, all of which he forces us to test for him. Oh, so that's... It's that's wicked. A that's perks, some wicked shit, if you will. There have been other issues as well, problems that have been growing increasingly concerning to me. Sinister things that I only learned about after becoming a manager. I'll get to that, I promise. This manager at 18, this, really going places. This guy loves to tell you things later. I'm only 18, but since getting promoted, I'm the closest thing to an adult working here most days, and that's beginning to feel more and more obvious. Of course, there's also our owner, an obese, predatory looking red haired gentleman who insists on being called Uncle Bab. That sounds like me. He hides out in his office most of the time. So do I. (laughs) What do you call me Uncle Bob? (laughs) Uncle Bab. When he does venture into the park, he draws all sorts of stares. He has a pale, freckly face and bright red, frizzy hair, which grows sparingly in tufts on the side of his balding head. Oh man, that's also strawberry shortcake. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) Uncle Bob wears a similar outfit every day, despite the high temperatures. Always he's in baggy pants and suspenders, bright pastel shirts, and polka dot bow ties. Aw, oh, bow tie guy. Nice. This is, um, I'm already afraid of this guy. Look. Sometimes he'll add a clashing plaid sports jacket and it looks like it's escaped from the 60s. Most people think he resembles a big sweaty clown, <laughs> although probably unintentionally. That's great. I was literally just telling Captain Death here earlier about my horrible Ronald McDonald stories from summers. And there summers. you go. Uncle Bob is the only adult around here most of the time. This is sort of a place where parents drop off their kids and run, since it doesn't cater to them and borders on outright hostility towards grown-ups. My parents did get me like a wild water pass for like two summers between like seventh and eighth grade. It was just a way for them to not deal with me for like the summer. That's fair. (laughs) When unsuspecting adults do venture in, they never come back after the first visit. General consensus is, this is our territory. A place for kids and teens. Uncle Bob knows this fact and capitalizes on it. He makes parking so expensive that most people would have to be independently wealthy to afford it. Fucking parking, man. It's the fucking greatest worst thing ever. People make so much money. Frankie Muniz like just owns parking lots in LA. That's like what he does now. Oh, nice. There's no alcohol served in the park. Another deterrent to keep adults away. Lame. None of us totally understand why Uncle Bob wants to keep the grown-ups out, but most of us have theorized it's because of the frequent incidents, as we call them Lost around suits. here. We have a lot of mishaps. Somehow, Uncle Bob always managed to sort it out, though. The wave pool, as I've mentioned, is particularly hazardous, not only for those who can't swim, but for everyone. On the day I'm going to tell you about, the day when the world turned upside down, I had to jump into the water to save a kid who went under. This was during my first season, on a hot, busy, towards the end of August. When you've been lifeguarding for a little while, you learn to spot the people who can't really swim. The ones who got peer pressured into going into the deep end, or just don't know any better. People who can't swim do this distinctive little sideways hop with each other incoming each wave. Uh, Their eyes wide with fear and they go deeper and deeper, each time relying on the precious floor beneath their feet to save them. And yet they still go in further. By the time their terrified faces go under, it's too damn late. But we've usually, but usually we spotted them long before that. On that particular day, I remember it was hot and sunny as hell. The humidity was getting even worse, and I was itching to get into the water. That's when I saw this one youngster hopping sideways into the waves, not treading the water, but just, like, bouncing on stilted legs into the deep. It was a kid who looked like about 12, and he was difficult to keep track amidst the crowd because he just kept on, like, disappearing. The pool was packed shoulder to shoulder that day. I looked across at the lifeguard on the other side of the pool that day, and he looked back at me. We both saw the same thing. I made a V with my index and middle fingers and pointed with them towards my eyes, then towards the kid, then towards my eyes, and towards back to the kid. <laughs> Look! <laughs> Keep your eyes on him was what that meant. He stared at me blankly and shrugged. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> the young kid... What are you doing over there? What are you looking at? Is, is, is that You're person funny. hot? You're that funny. person hot? The young kid in the water had a long, shaggy, brown blonde hair. And he was doing the little sidestep to jump into the pool. I thought he was already in. Going deeper and yeah. deeper with each bounding step forward. He was tittering. That's nice. Looking back and forth between his friends' faces, but it was a nervous laugh because he couldn't swim. And I could tell that already. His friends went in deeper, treading water when the next big wave came and he followed. He jumped off his tiptoes as the huge wave rolled in, going up with it. But then it rode past and he came back down, his head going under the surface of the water. His friends resurfaced when the wave was passed, but he didn't come back up. His pals didn't even notice. They rarely do. They don't give a shit about this kid. (laughs) I stood up in anticipation of the inevitable and waited, hoping he would reappear. When he didn't reappear after several long moments, I blew my whistle. A siren began to sound, and I dove from my high perch into the juicy waters and began to swim towards the middle of the pool. That's it, Icy, but I made it juicy. Juicy. <laughs> the kind people made a path for me and allowed me through, while others stared at me with cold eyes as I paddled past them, upset at me for spoiling their fun. What a bunch of dicks. The wave machine had been shut off temporarily for the rescue attempt. When I got close to where he had been seen last, I went under. Opening my eyes under the water, I felt the sting of too much chlorine burning them. It was easy enough to see his vague shape down at the bottom of the pool, trashing and struggling. I swam quickly down towards him, going as quickly as I could and fighting against my own buoyancy. When I finally reached him, I saw something I didn't quite understand. The rough white floor of the wave pool looked like it was holding him there. Ooh, ghosty boys. Finally, I got close enough to see what looked like quicksand sucking him down at the bottom of the pool. The kid's eyes were were wide and terrified, and I couldn't help but feel afraid as well, looking at that unnatural sight. It looked as if the bottom of the pool was drawing him down into it. I heard a loud slurping noise and saw his foot went in deeper, and he was now up to his ankle in it. Tendril-like fingers were wrapping around his lower leg and pulling him down into the permeable surface at the bottom of the pool. I grabbed hold of him under his arms and behind and tried to swim him up towards the surface. He was thrashing and trying to grab hold of me the whole time, desperate not to die. So it took a while to get into a proper position. Kicking with all my strength, I struggled to free him from the bottom of the pool. It was just useless. My breath running out, I looked down at his face, purple with the lack of oxygen. His desperation had faded into a groggy look that made me think he had passed out. His arms were limp, and his fingers appeared blue in the water. Thinking I had no chance of rescuing him, I did what I always did. Instinctively, went under the water, running out of air, and anxious to get to the surface, I kicked off the bottom of the pool. Stupid. The tenacious surface grabbed onto me like the suckers of an octopus tentacle latching onto its prey. Oh, fuck. My foot was completely trapped in it, and my panicked mind could not handle this new turn of events. I struggled against it and pulled with all my might, but it would not relent. With the world beginning to turn different shades of yellow and then red, I felt absolute dread rising up in me. Oh, wow. Nervous energy that made me feel like I was dying as I watched the kid I had tried to save do just that. His eyes rolling upwards, his face blue as purple. That horrible slurping sound came again, and then I felt my foot go in even further, sinking into the floor of the wave pool. This can't be how I die, I thought to myself. Please, not like this. Pulling harder, straining with every muscle in my body, I tried to yank my foot out of the nightmare goo that was living on the floor of the wave pool. I felt someone grabbing onto me, heard their muffled screams under the water, and then the world faded into blackness. My dreams usually fade and I don't remember them, but I remember what they were like that day when I passed out at the bottom of the wave pool. I dreamt I was back at Uncle Bob's office, getting interviewed for my job all over again, feeling the same nervousness and anticipation that I felt the same uneasiness. It was my first time meeting him, and he was both scary and funny looking at the same time, his red hair poking out at the sides, growing out of his ears, his pale, freckled face smiling at me in a friendly way, asking me questions about my job history and then frowning at my answers. <laughs> but then he finally he settled back on smiling again and starting to talk about when I would start and how long my training would last. I realized I was getting the position. You seem like you'll fit right in here, Jordan, he said, standing up and reaching across his desk for me to shake on it. I stood up and reached out to grab his hand, and only then did I notice I was dripping wet, covered in water which was soaking the rug beneath me where I had been sitting. The water dripped from my arm down onto his desk, all over some important-looking papers when we were stacked there. Embarrassment rushed through me and I felt my face burning hot, but I looked up and Uncle Bob was still smiling as if there was no concern to him at all. Welcome to the team, he said, grinling, grinning proudly. Purple tentacles covered in suckers could be seen sprouting from his sides, ripping through his pastel pink shirt and tearing the fabric. That was when I looked down and saw my dream hand signing something, a long and ominous looking contract written in spidery recursive. The papers were stacked high and my name was printed at the bottom where my half-finished signature now accompanied it. Terrified, I backed away from him or at least tried to, but it felt like I was underwater, stuck in slow motion. I couldn't breathe. I realized, panicking, FINISH SIGNING IT. His eyes black as midnight now purple tentacles ripping around him like a lightning storm. Uncle Bob, no. <laughs> I opened my mouth to speak and water poured into it, down my throat and filled my lungs. Grasping for air, terrified, I grabbed the pen. My hand or my hands moving too slowly, and finished signing my name. I woke up after that and she had her lips on mine. Ooh baby blowing life saving air into me. I sat bolt upright, coughing water out of my lungs, my head instantly aching like someone had hit it with a sledgehammer. She was there looking at me, concerned in her eyes, when I finally came to my senses. Her pale, freckled face was rounded, reddened in with too much sun like all of us who worked there. I had never seen her before. Her fine orange hair whipped around in the wind, making her even more beautiful. Are you okay? She asked, looking a little annoyed. I realized it wasn't the first time she had put forth the question. I had just been too, shun- too stunned to hear her. My first feeling was embarrassment for some reason, as if it was my fault. I had almost drowned and then she had to save me. I lowered my gaze and then realized quickly how foolish that was. I had been trying to save the kid. I suddenly remembered why I had dove in the water in the first place. He's down there! We have to save him! Her eyes went wide and she put her index finger to her bright red lips quickly to tell me to be quiet as the crowd gasped in horror around us. I'm right here! said the kid nearby. Wow, he sounds even older than... <laughs> I'm right than here. the regular guy hey <laughs> he was almost the same as the kid who had been seen drown at the bottom of the pool but he looked like a little different somehow his eyes a little meaner a little less human what the fuck
1: thanks for saving me
0: but I, I, I didn't before <laughs> I could finish the whole crowd was cheering like mad everyone was clapping for Kemmer and now they were cheering for me as well since the kid claimed I had rescued him from drowning even though mm. I had failed miserably at that <laughs> I like it. (laughs)
1: Don't say
0: anything. She whispered in my ear. Oh, baby. Don't say anything, stud. (laughs) (laughs) I felt the hairs stand up on the back of my neck when she did that and would have happily agreed to do whatever she said. I nodded. This guy knows what to do with women. Later on, when the commotion had died down, she slipped me her phone number. At the top, she had written her name and a message in big block capital letters. Trust no one but me, Clementine Sweeney fucking Sweeney Todd over here. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No girl had ever given me her phone number before. I felt my flesh break out in goosebumps, and as she handed the slip of paper to me, her fingers brushing lightly against my wrist as she did. She smiled at me, and I saw her blush, and I realized suddenly she liked me too. But how was that possible? She was beautiful, and I was. (laughs) Me. (laughs) I called her that night. The first time she didn't pick up, and my heart began to pound nervously my lips and mouth suddenly dry i sat there waiting debating whether i should call her again but then my cell phone began to ring causing me to jump picking it up my hands i stared down at the screen clementine sweeney was calling sliding up with my phone on the phone screen it put it to my ear hello hey she said
1: it's me clementine
0: oh hi I said, trying to sound casual, feeling awkward and judging every word that came out of my mouth too harshly. How's it going? I'm okay. She said.
1: How are you doing?
0: I don't know, I said honestly. Did you see the same thing I did at the bottom of the pool? That kid was dead, right? Please tell me I'm not crazy. Honey, are you okay (laughs) up there? (laughs) I heard my mom shouting from downstairs and I realized I was speaking a little too loudly. Fine! Just uh, playing video games, mom! (laughs) i go back hoping that somehow that would explain what she had just overheard it seemed to since she left it at that you need to keep it down about this stuff said clementine you don't understand what you've gotten yourself into i let her words sink in for a minute before responding contemplating i finally spoke how am i alive that thing had me it wasn't letting me go her breathing was the only thing I could hear on the other end of the phone. line. Wow. She's having a time. She's on the treadmill. Until she finally <laughs> told me the truth. My blood went ice cold when she did. It didn't just let you go. Uncle Bob never
1: lets anybody go. You signed the contract, didn't you?
0: How do you?
1: Because I did too. It's hard to say no when you're drowning. That's how he gets you. At that point, you'll sign anything
0: he puts in front of you. That was... Real. She said. All of it. I couldn't say anything. My hands trembling. My knees buckled and I almost fell to the floor. I think you'd better sit down for this. Eek.
1: Stud. Eek. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) All right, not bad. So it's it's, it's an eccentric... It's an eccentric park owner. Uh, Who's going to use children for uh, unsafe water
0: rides. Uncle Bob's a tentacle person. He's also apparently got tentacles. (laughs) You got to sign the contract to touch these. Sign the contract. Welcome to Uncle Bob's Wicked
1: and Wild Water Park. Whatever you do, don't ride the beast. Oh, he kicked the beast! The beast. <laughs> the morning after the wave pool incident, I went back to work at the water park. My nerves were shot after discovering the truth about what had happened, but I knew I had no choice except to report in for my shift. The consequences of failing to do so had not been revealed to me yet, and I didn't want to find out what they were. My supervisor, Brett, flagged me down before I could find Clementine. She had been in trouble with her parents and wasn't supposed to use the phone. She told me hurriedly the night before in whispered tones that she'd have to explain the rest at work the following day. All I knew was that both of us signed a deal with someone or something that we didn't understand. I was dying to know the terms of the agreement and Clementine said she had some of those answers, but certainly not all of them. Hey, Jordan, how's it going, pal? Brett's wide, toothy grin was hard not to return. Just instinct, really. I found myself smiling the minute I walked into the park, even against my wishes, my my wishes.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna need you to head to the boss's construction project over yonder he said, gesturing
1: to the tower in Colossus, that was supposed to be a water slide at some point in the future, although the idea of that terrified and astounded me. I said, no problem, and began walking in that direction. No problem, Bob. <laughs> the behemoth structure of rickety steel columns and wooden planks supported a series of haphazard turning tunnels ascending upwards to the heavens. There was a roofed structure at the peak where I could make out the vague shape of someone standing. I was immediately concerned for their safety, as it looked like the thing could collapse at any second. It seemed to sway and bend in the wind. Uncle Bob had nicknamed this project the Beast, and it had been in various stages of construction for years, long before my arrival at the park. The slide was a behemoth. It was towering and steep, with sharp curves, big drops, and a chute at the end that shot you out into the air for much further than should have been been legally allowable. In fact, I'm pretty sure any inspector would have shut this place down if they knew Uncle Bob was testing the thing. Of course he was. Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob was standing at the very top, and I saw as I approached, he was holding a garden hose, pouring water down the slide. As I got closer, I saw he had a kid up there with him, and not only that, but a bunch of watermelons for some reason. What a wild and crazy! I quickly figured out what, what the reason was. He sent a few test watermelons down, and we heard the echoing ring, crashing against the plastic tunnel slide as they neared the bottom. There, they shot out, zipping over the water of the swimming pool below at extremely high speeds, cracking on the hard pavement far past the landing zone. Eek! It didn't surprise me when they exploded on the ground in a spray of pink, fruity guts and black seeds, since the landing zone was a narrow, inflatable pool that looked to have been hastily filled with a foot or two of water. It was not even close to big enough or deep enough to provide any sort of cushion for such an aggressive landing operation. (laughs) Looking up at the opening where the kid was supposed to shoot out from the bottom of the slide, I was filled with a horrible sort of dread, I wanted to scream out to tell the boy to stop to save himself while he still could. I realized who it was immediately—the kid I had tried to save in the wave pool the day before. His name was Jimmy. Jimmy. I had found out the day prior, and he had apparently taken a job at the water park. Oh, fucking course he did. What a total surprise! Isn't wasn't he like twelve? <laughs>
0: Uncle Bob. <laughs> Uncle Bob, don't get. I had a fuck. tracked another one. <laughs>
1: The big clown-haired boss man sent Jimmy down into the labyrinthine-looking maze of a tunnel slide and waited for him to come flying out, opening at the bottom. Several of us milled about and muttered how we hoped he wouldn't wind up cracking his head on the pavement, spilling his brains out of his skull like the pink fruit inside the watermelon. None of us mentioned it, but we knew we'd be the ones cleaning it up. Strange thing was, he never came out of the tunnel slide at all. We waited around, looking at the dark opening, and eventually Uncle Bob came down the stairs and gawked at it with us. When it became obvious that regardless of how much longer we stood there, Jimmy was not forthcoming from the tunnel slide, Uncle Bob randomly picked one of us to go in and look for him. Smiling at me, cryptically, he pointed at me and told me to start moving. He had some sort of homebrewed spray in his pocket that he without asking applied to my knees to give them more friction that so I could get up the slide with without so much trouble. Uncle Bob gave me a flashlight and a big kid lifted me up onto his broad shoulders and sent me climbing upwards from the bottom. The dark interior quickly dried on the hot day and the sticky plastic was easy to climb in my shorts. The spray-covered flesh of my knees, rubbing abrasively with each painful step forward. Pretty soon they felt raw and achy, and I guess they would be bruised, black and blue, by the morning. I knew I would only get so far. There was a steep incline up ahead, where the riders traveled from the top, where they would gain speed, before the bottom, and it would be impossible for me to climb up that section. I had tried to tell Uncle Bob this fact, but he insisted that I try anyway. It was hot in the tunnel without any water to cool it down, and in the darkness, echoing sounds of someone breathing heavily from far up ahead caught my ear. Jimmy, is that you? But then I realized it didn't sound like a kid breathing. It sounded like someone much bigger and most of the tunnel up to the point had been dark, but now it was getting to be completely pitch black as I moved further into the section that had been covered with a wooden structure from the outside. It was meant to scare riders even further, I guessed, since they would have just come from the last big drop at that point of the attraction to the next plunged-in-darkness, but the wooden structure looked much bigger than it needed to be. My dim, crappy flashlight was now flickering and going out, and the beam from it had been practically useless anyway. Clearly, the batteries had been nearly dead. I decided I needed to keep going, since I was almost there by the sounds of it. Moving into the blackened space, I felt the hair stand up on the back of my neck. I could hear breathing, much closer now, in the pitch-black section of the tunnel. Jimmy! I called out. In the darkness, I felt like the walls were closing in on me, suffocating me as I crawled forward. It was suddenly very hot, sticky and humid in the darkness, making it difficult to breathe. And I realized that in the tight space, I couldn't turn around. It had gotten very narrow in the tunnel, which explained why Jimmy had gotten stuck. But why would Uncle Bob design a slide that trapped people? Oh. (laughs) Screw this, I muttered to myself. It was a setup. I tried to scramble backwards, but it was too late. Where are you going? Asked not Jimmy's voice in my head. Don't you want flickering the flashlight beam came on for just a moment just long enough for me to see jimmy's rotting waterlogged face just in front of mine he was being eaten alive by white maggot-like worms and fat black leeches that had taken large pieces from his cheeks and nose his eye sockets were black holes dark and empty and he was grinning like a madman teeth missing in places from his mouth He was surrounded by a structure that was not the tunnel outside. I was disoriented when I saw wet, rigid walls entering past him that looked like the inside of some great creature's guts. Veins could be seen through the translucent mucous membrane, and I realized what I had heard. Breathing. It wasn't this undead boy just in front of me, it was the beast. The light went out again, and I was plunged into darkness. The li- i read that i tried <laughs> to back away from but felt sharp talon like fingernails dig into the flesh of my forearms when i did not jimmy raked my arms with his claws and pulled off strips of skin as i desperately tried to pull away he was quick and his nails were sharp and long my gushing bloody wounds became to began to pour and that was probably the only thing that saved me screaming I began to slide downwards. My blood was everywhere, creating a sufficient lubricant <laughs> that allowed me to escape. Lovely. It sprouted from the cuts in my arms, creating a slippery, sanguineous river that, thankfully, brought me sliding down the terrifying twists and steep drop straight out the opening at the bottom. I went shooting out at high speed into the inflatable swimming pool, which caught me just barely. A small amount of water cushioned my fall just enough to prevent my death, and it quickly went Kool-Aid pink with the vast quantities of blood I had lost. Kids dragged me out of the pool, and I remember hearing the sound of someone barfing when they saw me. Where's Jimmy? One asked. I think the beast got him. Oh, wait, that's the narrator.
0: (laughs) That's what happens when you lose a lot of blood. I think the beast got him. Your voice becomes very near. I told him
1: between groans and profanity-laden outbursts of anger and agony. Uncle Bob was already gone, of course, back to his office, wherever that really was. The son of a bitch had failed at trying to kill me the day prior, and so he had quickly tried to off me again. It wasn't enough that I had signed his contract, I realized. He, he wanted to kidnap and clone me like he had with Jimmy keeping an undead copy for himself and sending one home to my parents essentially ending up with two life-bonded indentured servants one of them undead to fulfill who knew what horrible secrets lied before them I guess that he only needed the soul of a real person to create a copy but that was only a vague assumption based on what we knew so far yeah, I wasn't picking up on clones I didn't. from what he was talking I about. I didn't either. I thought it was indentured <laughs> servitude. What the hell was I going to do? Someone had brought the first aid kit, and I looked up for the bleeding hands and forearms to see Clementine.
0: Hey. I, hey. I said, <laughs> trying to act cool. It was difficult because of the blood loss. Shut up and lie down. What the hell were you thinking going up there? Her
1: words stung me more than I thought possible, and I felt my heart ache for a moment. But then her face softened, and she looked more worried, than upset again. I realized her eyes were green. How had I not noticed that? A soft, uh, yeah, <laughs> green-eyed, red mm-hmm. nice round face, freckles, ooh. A soft emerald green, like nothing I'd ever seen before. I'd always told people when they asked that green was my favorite color. She started to clean my arms with some liquid, saying, "Cold," as she sprayed it from the bottle, Then she began wrapping them with gauze not minding that my blood was dripping onto her bare hands as she worked i guess they didn't have money for gloves in the first aid budget then i realized there probably was no first aid budget i wondered if she had bought these items herself you're good at this i said admiring her work thanks i used to be a nurse before all this her face looked truly sad for the first time since i had met her everyone else had left leaving us alone at the bottom of the huge water slide You can still do that, can't you? She slowly shook her head,
0: applying medical tape to the bandages to keep them secure. I... We're both in the same spot, you and me. And it's not just us, either. But a whole bunch of kids around here have been replaced by Uncle Bob's little doppelgangers. And it's hard to know sometimes which ones they are completely loyal to him. Some as the undead versions of them... And who knows how many copies he can make if he wants to. Huh. He could be building an army of teenage zombies for all we know. So how did we get so lucky
1: to still have free will? If the rest are so subservient to him, why are we spared?
0: Because I saved your life, dummy. She smiled as she said this. I pulled you up from the bottom of the pool and gave you CPR. Otherwise, you'd be a mindless zombie too.
1: Yeah, did I say thank you for that yet? Thank you for saving my life and then kind of doing it again right now. Who knows what kind of nasty infections I would have gotten if you weren't here to clean up these wounds. I think you might be my guardian angel. Oh. I would win, said that cheesy line, later in night. Yeah, you would. Later at night (laughs) in bed.
0: There's more like us, too, you know. Other kids managed to survive Uncle Bob's attacks, but ended up signing the contract. Same as us. Like I said, when you're drowning or dying, that's how he gets you. He invades your mind somehow, and at your weakest moment, he lies and offers you one thing that he can't even really give you. In fact, by signing your... She broke off there, seeming hesitant to continue. What? Nothing. N- never mind for now. I'll tell you later. I don't want to overload too much on the first day of your contract. Your head is probably spinning at all this. It was, but again, this might have been due to blood loss. I'm good. I lied. Okay, tough guy. Let's go to the break room for a minute. I want to you to meet some of my friends. I stood up on shaky
1: legs and put my arm over her shoulder to support me and I smiled, feeling the warmth of her against me. Ooh. Happy to be back with her again. She was taking me to meet her friends. That's a good sign, right? I couldn't help but feel hopeful despite how terrible I'd felt a few minutes prior. Clementine made everything seem right,
0: even though there was so much going on. I'm worried that Clementine and Bob are the same person. There's something going on with Clem, for sure. They're both redheads and like she hasn't been seen with uncle bob don't point that out i'm just saying
1: <laughs> oh no she thinks she's evil maybe
0: yeah Fuck, that'd just, be good, he's just fucking be a good with twist
1: her. i fell in love with a 50 year old man parading as a <laughs> zombie zombified teenage girl
0: he did say he was a pervy nothing more pervy than being a teenage girl damn giving it away We walked over to the structure nearby that had been set aside for
1: breaks, a ramshackle hut which had been constructed by teens at some point in the past, a thing born of necessity as we all needed a reprieve from the sun. However, the lack of air conditioning, windows, and any real airflow turned it into a sauna. Still, it was shady, and more important, private. The kids called it the box, (laughs) due to its small size and lack of windows. I found out later this was some sort of sexual innuendo, since it was where most kids lost their virginities as well. Yeah, I know. Guys are pigs and all that, but come on. I didn't come up with it, okay? Don't shoot the messenger. When we got into the box, it was as hot as usual, but not as bad as some of the days since it was still morning. Two kids about our age were in there waiting, looking anxious, whispering in hushed tones about something as we entered and then immediately stopped talking but then they saw Clementine's face and jumped up, smiling. Hey, Clem, you made it! The two girls embraced. There was another guy a year or two older than me who Clementine walked over to next. She hugged him tightly, and I immediately felt a pang of jealousy. <gasps> Fuck you! It was like an arrow through the heart.
0: Uh, You give Uncle Bob a,
1: <laughs> a good name. <laughs> Suddenly, I realized I'd never even asked if she had a boyfriend. Had I misread the whole situation? Damn it, I was going to be alone forever. Oh. All the good ones were taken, I thought to myself, Dang. thinking five yeah. steps into the future. I was already picturing Clementine Cliss kissing him, turning to me and
0: saying, Oh, by the way, Jordan, this is my boyfriend, Ben. Isn't he the best? Jordan, uh, hey earth to Jordan.
1: I realized I was standing there stupidly zoning out in my head and they were all looking at me and as I was staring off into space. Oh, s- sorry, it's been a rough couple days and I'm pretty sure I lost too much blood anyway and any hope of happiness.
0: It's okay. Said the guy. I was just saying my name's Ben this is Marissa. Everybody calls me Mare," she said, <laughs> sticking
1: out her hand. I shook Marissa's hand and then Ben squeezing his too hard for a moment before
0: realizing I was even doing it and he didn't seem to notice. So how much has Clint told you about our life? Oh, I think that's you. Oh no, that's me. Never mind. Sorry. So how much has Clint told you about our little situation? Did she uh, tell you her batshit plan yet? Clementine's face went red as a strawberry and she stared daggers back at
1: Marissa. It was Mar. It's okay. It's not batshit. It would work if you
0: guys gave it half a chance
1: i was struggling to catch up and the world felt like it was spinning and going red around the edges i barely know anything just that we all signed a contract under duress and now we're stuck here with some hellish creature we don't understand oh boy i think i need to sit down i said grabbing onto a table hell of a tuesday they helped me into one of the crappy folding chairs and i plunked
0: myself down Maybe this isn't the best time to lay another Uncle Bob on him, said Ben, looking worried. No, no, I I
1: can take it. (laughs) I said, (laughs) trying to sound tough, feeling a bit better after sitting down. Just tell me, you know, what the hell I've gotten myself into. Please, maybe I can uh, help figure some way out. Clementine sighed,
0: and they all sat down around the table with me. The thing is, We don't all know the details either, but we all had some of the same experience. Drowning and being forced to sign the contract. And it wasn't just us. There were more of us. Others. Until recently. Ben said this and then looked
1: at Clementine as if asking for permission for something. And so she nodded,
0: tears in her eyes. Clem's uh, boyfriend, Tom, he signed the contract too. Managed to survive a couple weeks before Uncle Bob finally caught up with him. Now he's got a doppelganger running around, and Clem said that she had run into the undead version of him one day recently. It uh, didn't go well.
1: Clementine was crying next to me, and I put my arm around her, wanting to comfort her. She put her head against my chest and began to wet my shirt with her tears. She was sobbing, shaking as she grabbed onto my t-shirt and wept.
0: He was falling into pieces. And he said, he said I'm next. It wasn't him anymore, I know that, but it just... I never wanted to see him like that. She looked up at me with reddened eyes, leaking
1: tears. And after a few minutes of silence, an idea occurred to me. We can stop him. I know how the four of us can do it. We just have to take him out. No more Uncle Bob, no more contract, right? Ben looked at me, shaking his head, stunned. Man, you sound just like her. Clementine was staring off into space, tears still streaming from her eyes. there was a hint of a smile flickering at the corner of her mouth now, at least until I said what I said next. By the the way, guys, I think you should know the beast, that slide Uncle Bob has been working on. There's something really messed up inside of it. I think if he opens that attraction, a lot of people are going to die and get turned into more soldiers in his zombie army. Aqua Slash. Clementine (laughs) jumped up and looked around the room at us with wide eyes. He told a bunch
0: of us this morning that he's opening it this weekend. That's the whole reason he was running the test today. The Beast is open for business starting this Saturday. That's what he said. We,
1: we resolved right then and there that we had to do something. The four of us were the only ones standing between Uncle Bob and his horrible, evil plans coming to fruition. Somehow, we had to topple the Beast. going to kick the Beast, man gotta run from beast
0: <laughs> <laughs> you remember run from beast uh, you can't stop Morph X from you my you can't brain. morph you can't i have more stop morph xing but you know death isn't final mm-hmm. when you work at uncle bob's wicked and wild park
1: hey come on down uncle bob's wicked wild water park and <laughs> death isn't final we got you we got, got on forever and work here at my years, water park and i'm gonna years. fucking
0: kill you <laughs> Have you ever liked someone romantically who didn't like you back? Just like my ex-girlfriend. Just like my ex-girlfriend. It stings, right? By 16 years old, I was an expert at it. (laughs) I had plenty of crushes at school, none of whom knew I existed. Nice, me too. I was too scared to talk to any of them. But Clementine was different. In her, I sensed something which I had not felt before. The way she looked at me, the way she snagged every opportunity to touch my hand or my shoulder, my forearm or my hair... All these little signals told me she liked me too, despite my self-conscious mind's objections. What I sensed in her was a reticence, sim- reticence. reticence, similar to a, a war widow afraid to dishonor the memory of her MIA husband, only one who is doomed never to return from battle. Ah, It was like she still had hope for her lost boyfriend, Tom, the one who Uncle Bob had taken like he had taken so many others. The poor guy was still out there, sure, but he was a mindless zombie now. Didn't she see that? The selfish part of me wanted her to forget about him, but I knew that was terrible of me. She needed time. Besides, we had other things to worry about for now. Hey, did you hear me? I asked if you're ready. Clamaton was waiting. Expectantly standing next to me in the darkness, the tall chain link fence toppled from barbed wire stood before us. Before that, the water park. Sorry, I uh, I kind of get lost in my own head sometimes. Yeah, I'm starting to get that. That's okay. I still like you. Oh, Clementine's face lit up in a small, freckled smile. Just don't forget I'm here, too. Taking her hand, I looked over to Ben and Marissa. Everybody set? Ben and Marissa nodded nervously. Not really, said the the looks on their faces. (laughs) All right, let's do this, then. (laughs) No one's prepared. (laughs) Ben took the thick blanket out from his backpack and managed to successfully throw it over the top of the barbed wire fence so that it lay over the peak, protecting us from the sharp spikes there. Nice job. Okay, make sure we've got everything and let's go. We threw our supplies over the fence and began to climb. The past week had been non-stop planning and preparation, which had led this to us. We had spent all of our savings on the equipment to do what we had to do. Uncle Bob's water slide, the beast, had to be brought down. We had come under cover of darkness to do just that. I had discovered earlier in the week that the slide was not an ordinary attraction. There was something hidden within it. A massive creature which I had only glimpsed a part of. I had seen the inside of its digestive system while climbing up from the bottom of the slide to rescue a kid who was supposedly trapped inside. But of course it turned out that it had been a trap set for me the whole time. That's the last time I ever listened to Uncle Bob, I told myself. But then I remembered the contract I'd signed. The one I had thought was a dream, a nightmare, but in fact a reality. I signed my life away. That was what I had begun to realize. Maybe more than just that. Perhaps my soul as well. My afterlife could end up just being as cursed as my regular life. The thought of working in this godforsaken water park for the rest of eternity was more than I could handle. And I was beginning to realize that. Clementine was right. We needed to kill Uncle Bob. That was good job retention. I feel like your ex-girlfriend probably signed a contract to work at Dorney.
1: Oh my god.
0: (laughs) That was the only way. But we had to do this first. If not, who knew how many would die? The four of us climbed over the fence and only sustained minor injuries, negotiating the barbed wire at the top, since a thick duvet now separated us from it. We all wore gloves, black clothing, and ski masks as well. Oh, yeah. Nice. Which we pulled over down our faces. I just hope they get to a
1: computer at some point and then go, I'm
0: I'm in. (laughs) I got into the beast's mainframe. (laughs) The beast's
1: mainframe to bring it down.
0: (laughs) I wound up with a couple of painful cuts on my thighs where the barbed wire had found its way through the blanket. Warm blood trickled down from my legs and I wondered how deep the wounds were and how rusty that barbed wire was. Mentally counting the years since my last tetanus (laughs) shot. You know, I realized recently, uh, sorry for the the segue, apparently rust doesn't cause tetanus. What causes tetanus? The particles that are on old metal, not the rust itself. Not the rust itself. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Our destination was easy to spot. It towered over everything, just a black silhouette against the starry night sky. The Beast. (laughs) We assumed Uncle Bob had a few security guards roaming the grounds, so we stuck to the dark places and walked into the shadows, weary and watchful of any flashlight beams or hidden sentries. The area we had entered near the perimeter was full of vendors and concession stands, so we tucked ourselves tightly up against the walls of these buildings and avoided the light, hoping no security guards would see us. Strangely, there were none. The place was eerily silent. It's too quiet. Oh, but... As we crept along, we became bolder, seeing nobody patrolling the park. We started to whisper to each other occasionally, and began to betray our initial instincts to move stealthily. Finally, we arrived at the tall and imposing waterslide. It towered above us, twisting and chaotic looking. Looking up at it, I felt nervous and jittery, my hands trembling and my stomach tied in knots thinking about what we were about to do. Are we sure about this, guys? Asked Ben, mirroring my concerns. Clementine looked resolved, though, and I followed her lead when she nodded. As sure as we were ever going to be, we got to stop him. This is the final step. Ben nodded, and he pulled the tank of the fuel out from his backpack.
1: Well, at least it's mostly wood. If we can get it going, the rest of it should catch up pretty easily enough.
0: Arson. Nice. nice. <laughs> I looked up to see when the ignition point of our fire would be, trying to determine which section of the water side was most flammable looking. Of course, the one place that caught my eye was the spot where the beast was slumbering. Hidden beneath a wooden structure that covered a section of the slide, this was where riders would be plunged into darkness on the attraction as they had descended downwards, only to be swallowed up by the thing that lay inside. Then, their bodies and souls would belong to Uncle Bob. The slide was scheduled to open the following day now. Up there, the wooden structure near the middle, then another fire at the base of the stairs, and the whole thing should basically go up. We had discussed things beforehand, but now that we were the holes no, but now that we were here, the holes in our hastily planning became more obvious. Our nerves and adrenaline had taken over, and everything felt slipshod and tentative, like we could be caught at any second. Marissa and I will take the stairs. You guys head up to the middle of the slide, okay? Just be careful. Clementine was the voice of reason, remembering the important details and reminding us to execute our part. Ben and I had made our way towards the base of the slide. When we get to the place where it opened at the bottom, I boosted up Ben on my shoulder so he could get up to the ledge holding it up. Then he reached down and helped me up as well. The beast was built up on a hill, so we were about to climb up the dirt slope from the embankment, although it was steep and difficult to traverse. As we climbed up towards the structure at the center of the slide, I looked back down to see Clementine's pouring gasoline on the base of the staircase. We better hurry. There could still be security guards or patrolling this place. Clem and Marissa are pretty exposed down there, I said to Ben. The steep slope was tough to negotiate, but eventually we made it to the covered section. The wooden structure was shadowy and dark inside, but I heard the sound of something enormous breathing noisily from within. It was snoring, I realized. I put my fingers to my lips, indicating for Ben to be silent. His shocked face told me he had already heard the sound of something enormous breathing, though, and he had no desire to wake that thing up. As quickly and quietly as we could, we began to pour the gasoline. Once the structure was soaked in it, I heard the sounds of disturbed sleep from within, sniffling sounds and movement like it was waking up. Terrified, I started to move away from it, pulling Ben with me. Moving away from the structure, we dropped a burning zippo and wasps as it quickly went up in flames. The fire spread, and as we descended the hillside to escape, we heard the shrieking, high-pitched cries of something large and evil dying within the tunnel slide. It howled in pain and fury, and the entire structure shook and began to crack in places as the monster inside buckled and thrashed burning, attempting desperately to escape, but it was too late. The inferno was swelling up into the sky now, and the wooden structure was roaring with a massive gasoline-fueled fire. Looking down to the bottom of the staircase, I saw Clementine had accomplished her objectives as well. The wooden stair structure was engulfed in flames, but I couldn't see Clem. At least, not at first. Once we got to the bottom of the hill, I jumped down onto the solid ground again, and I saw her. Actually, I heard her first. She was screaming. Her high-pitched cries for help were intermittently muffled, as if someone was covering her mouth while she was violently resisting them. Ben and I ran from the bottom of the slide towards the stairs where we had last seen her. They were about a hundred yards away from where we were once. Uh, We got there, it was a little too late. Marissa had escaped, but Clem wasn't so lucky. Looking up at the growing inferno, I saw Clementine being carried up the stairs by several Uncle Bob's undead servants. They looked like teenagers about my age, but their eyes were glowing red in the night. Their flesh was melting and singled back from the fire as they climbed the burning steps. But they paid no mind to the burning. Clem was burned as well, her ski mask and black clothing smoking on fire in places as if they carried her up the stairs away from me, toward the top. Up high at the top of the burning slide where the roof structure stood, I saw Uncle Bob. (laughs) I guess I was wrong. His face could be, glimpsed grinning in the glow of the fire. Ben was holding me back as I screamed and cried out, begging to let me go. Trying desperately to run up the stairs and chase after them, the flames were hot as hell, and I eventually relented. The heat of the inferno on my face bringing me back to my senses, forcing me to retreat from the stairs. Clementine was up at the top of the stairs now, appearing to have passed out unconscious from the smoke. I saw that zombie children were blank faced and impassive as they showed her to Uncle Bob. He pointed out the entry slide, uh, the entry point of the slide and they threw her down into the opening at the top. <laughs> I imagined her sliding down the tunnel in the liquid heat of melted plastic in her own blaring flesh. No, my mind couldn't take any more of that and shut it away, hoping somehow it wasn't true, that this was all a trick. No! I screamed. <laughs> but it was too late. It was already too late. My knees buckled and I fell to the ground, unable to comprehend what had just happened. At that moment, I was sure that Clementine was gone forever. Gone forever? Yeah, that's a, that's a burning way to go. But of course, around here, dead doesn't always mean gone. Even though often that would be a relief, the flames were licking up the wooden structure now, almost completely consuming it. But the owner of the water park did not seem to give a damn. Uncle Bob seemed to bask in the fire, embracing its intense heat. His hands stretched out wide like a pastor during a prayer service at an evil Evangelical. evangelical church, a dark prophet, a fire demon, a bad omen for everything. It's all for you, Damien. <laughs> nice. As it consumed everything around him, he stood taller and looked as if he was growing larger in the flames. Oh, it was demons. Part of me wondered if it was the fire he was feeding on, or our pain and suffering. Maybe it was both. You will need more than that to stop me, children. His voice boomed like thunder from the top Whoa. of a monstrous water slide because that's that's what's where he Ooh. is. The sound of the beast dying inside had ceased, and now there were only the sounds of his voice and the crackling flames burning all around us. In the distance, I could hear the wail of the fire truck sirens and perhaps a police car coming with it. We need to go," said Ben. <laughs> Pulling my arm, we can't save her, man. Can't save her, man. We've got to leave her. I'm sorry. It's game over, man. Game over. Marissa was gone too, but we met up with her outside the park during the okay. escape. <laughs> Fucking, fuck you, Marissa.
1: I'm Mare. <laughs> it's
0: because nobody actually tells her her real name. Calls
1: me Mare.
0: She had gotten away from seeing what happened to Clem, unable to stop it. The three of us ran from there and got away f- without incident. Our small town police force never did figure out who started the fire. I. We were all devastated after that night. I thought for sure we had lost Clementine. But then three lights later, I heard something rapping against my window, like a pine cone or a small pebble. A few seconds after that, it happened again. I opened the window and looked down below to see a familiar face, at least half familiar. It was Clementine. She looked up at me, and her green eyes met mine, sad but hopeful. I heard myself gasp, and it seemed like the world was spinning in circles around me. I backed up, unable to control my shaking legs. They propelled away from the window, away from what would be my girlfriend, who stood outside despite the fact that she was dead. When I looked outside again, she was gone. My voice caught as I called after her, trying to bring her back. Clem was alive, but she did not look how I remembered her. Her face was split down the center like a black and white cookie, like Two-Face from Batman, like Hell from the Norse mythology. On one side was the freckle-faced girl I would fallen in love with. On the other was a burnt and melted visage, purple and black with mangled and war scar tissue. Muscle and bone could be glimpsed beneath, shining bits of skull protruding. But she was alive, and I got the impression it was still really her. Oh, fuck. Uh,
1: I don't know if I'm going with the Clementine's evil plot anymore, because now, now she got hurt.
0: Yeah. That's so fucked. That's thrown
1: like, into a volcano like as a sacrifice.
0: Ugh. just one of the worst possible ways to like fucking survive. Burns. Like burns. Yeah, mm. we've
1: talked about that before. Burns don't wanna don't wanna go that way. No thanks. Yeah. So Uncle Bob is some type of like shaman, otherworldly, magical being?
0: Yeah, like a like a like a pennywise. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Very very much demon that just loves big big or are we uh, just big, big burly demon. monsters. I am saying demon at this
1: point. I
0: don't know, it might be more uh Cthulhu based. Uh off I've, I've or been
1: whatever. Come, uh uh We've been we've been uh we've been joking on the series I'm reading with Where Am I that the twist of almost all of his most recent stories has been was Demons. so i use the term was demons to describe Ah. stories now (laughs) and um i'm getting real tired of was demons oh there was like people on no sleep need to stop using the word demon and just like make it a monster
0: and then at least i won't uh, religious allegory is everybody on uh no sleep just fans of supernatural when in doubt (laughs) was when in doubt demon it out uh, it's you'd think it's it's easy to write away from but then we read these like crazy stories
1: and then in the last two pages it turns out to be demons and we're just like what every time Welcome to sector an sector undead team. army lives beneath uncle bob's wicked and wild water park oh, oh
0: yeah
1: <laughs> uncle bob's wicked and wild water park is open for the season god help us all <laughs> The smell of sunscreen and chlorine fills the air yet again, and as I walk around the water park doing my managerial duties, I'm reminded constantly of how much I'm missing out on my youth, my summers, plenty more than that, gone to this hellhole. All around me are people my own age, laughing and flirting, having fun in the sun, when I take laps around the park in my sticky with sweat polyester uniform, attempting to keep the employees somewhat in line. Basically ensuring they show up for work and aren't blatantly drunk or high. When I started this saga, I told all of the things that happened to me a couple years ago when I was 16. I'm 18 now, and things have only gotten worse since then. Wow. (laughs) Endorsed by all (laughs) 18-year-olds. Since we set fire to the beasts, since Clementine was captured by Uncle Bob and everything turned sour, thanks to circumstances far beyond any of our control, Uncle Bob was forced to take last year off from his recruitment activities. COVID. The water park was <laughs> shuttered over that time, and it was only now reopening for the first time in two years. The lost summer. Say one more time louder. The lost summer. As Uncle Bob called it mournfully, was instead spent upgrading the park's features. All of these tasks were performed by us, of course, his living and undead teenage servants. At least you still have a job. My mom told me reproachfully over dinner one night last summer when I was looking glum. She had been laid off of a short while before that and told me I had to be happy I was still living there rent-free, considering how much money I was making working at the water park. I couldn't even tell her the truth, that I no longer received a paycheck (laughs) for my indentured servitude. Things were tense for a bit, but she's gotten a new job and things are looking better. Anyway, summer is back again, and the park is open for the year. Our nefarious owner is up to his old tricks once again, and several kids have mysteriously disappeared in the wave pool and on other attractions, only to reappear. Later on, much to, the kids, much to the surprise of the anxious friends, Uncle Bob instructs us to delay these kids' friends from calling their parents for as long as we possibly can, while he sorts out each unique catastrophe in his own special way. I found I know I now have little willpower to resist his instructions these days. It's like his controlling influence is a sickness, and any immunity I once have I once had has dwindled away over the past few years the longer I've been working for him.
0: I really hope at the end Uncle Bob gets audited.
1: (laughs) Turns out the thing to get him was tax fraud. These days Clementine is my only glimmer of hope in the world the only glimpses i get of her are when she leaves notes outside my bedroom window late at night she always covers her face with the hood keeping it cloaked in shadow after that first time when i saw her and i looked so stunned and afraid i whisper to her that she's still beautiful i leave her notes to show her my affection has not dwindled over time but she only remembers my initial shock and her horrified reaction at seeing her half mutilated face missing flesh and pieces of muscle in places where shining bone protruded her eye sockets and the tendons and the muscles opening her jaw when she spoke were all visible and i still can't help but shudder to think about that i'm sorry clementine i know it wasn't your fault For the past couple of years, I tried desperately to think of a way to get her back to her old self again, but all I can come up with is the idea that if we can somehow get rid of Uncle Bob, then maybe, just maybe, everything will go back to normal again. I know it's a long shot, but Clementine seems to have a plan. When I was leaving work a few weeks ago, I saw someone peeking from the shadows below a sewer grate, lifting it up just enough so I could see their eyes. Who it was, I couldn't tell, but it frightened me badly. (laughs) Pennywise. <laughs> Over the next couple weeks, I saw the same thing again and again. Someone watching me, observing me from the shadows. It wasn't Clementine. I knew that much based on the movement and features. Then, late one night when I was walking home from work, they grabbed me. Hiya, Jordy. That's that's a, that's now a nightmare that I have of getting. I know I'm a big boy, but like I'm still
0: gonna be terrified of a fucker sitting in a sewer. <laughs> Can you imagine that you're so desperate that you go to Pennywise for help? In what world?
1: <laughs> I think he would he would agree, but only only to betray you in the
0: end. <laughs> yep. Only to get that army for himself. All I
1: heard was the rustling sound coming from a shrub off the sidewalk, movement and voices surrounding me, and then I was plunged into darkness as someone shoved a sack over my head, and rough hands laid hold of my arms, picked me up, and carried me away. I tried to scream, terrified, unsure what was happening or who was doing this to me, and the hands which held me roughly were slippery and wet. A smell of rot and decay emanated from my captors, and it was difficult to breathe in their stink as they dragged me back towards the water park, kicking and screaming. Uncle Bob was finally going to turn me. I knew it. My life was over. I had worked as a contracted employee for too long far longer than anyone else for a time i thought i was special that he wasn't going to let me live but uh, it was not to be at least i would get to be with clementine that was the only thing that kept me from breaking kept my mind from snapping like a dry twig they dragged me downstairs and along musty smelling corridors down more stairs and into what i assumed were sewers under the park It stunk like human waste in still water. Bugs buzzed around my head and landed on my face, some of them biting me despite my muffled screams in protest. Rats and mice could be heard on the floor, but I couldn't see them through the bag which covered my head, cloaking the world in darkness. I felt them brushing against my legs through... I felt them brushing against my legs, though, and cringed and gripped my teeth. Hoping they wouldn't climb up my shoe and ankle, as I pictured them doing just that. Their furry deceased bodies bumped against my shins, and I couldn't stop myself from yelping in panicked fear a couple times. Finally, it seemed my kidnappers were satisfied, and we had reached our destination. They pulled the bag off my head, and I blinked against the bright lights which assaulted me like an interrogation room at a police station mutilated faces surrounded me their grotesque features, barely visible in the shadowy room and the halo of the bright lights, which blinded me zombie kids in various states of decay huddled close around me on all sides. The stench was extraordinary. The smell of month old roadkill mixed with stagnant coppery blood, like a dead raccoon in your attic that you find a year after expiration. Like, An abandoned slaughterhouse, or a broken trash compactor full of old meat. You're here. Said a familiar voice, kind, warm, filled with concern.
0: We've been waiting.
1: Same voice, only different, now cold and passive. Clarentine was standing in front of me, her head turned so that the rotting dead flesh looked at me. Worms and maggots feasting and squirming within her right eye was puffy and black with necrotic tissue. Her face still split down the middle, alive on the left, decaying corpse flesh on the right. Clementine, what's going on? What is this place? A cold, hard laugh came from her then, (laughs) but that was cut off roughly when her beautiful face turned to look at me again, this time the living side of it that I knew so well and had fallen in love with. She smiled and spoke with sincerity and warmth once again, but the words were serious and grave.
0: This is where we've been hiding. Where we've been planning our attack against him, against the son of a bitch who did this to all of us.
1: Her face turned, revealing the corpse flesh once more, and the voice changed back, causing my chest to tighten with fear. I realized this was not the same girl I'd fallen in love with at first sight. The one who saved my life. This was someone else, at least half of her anyway. A knife gleamed in the dull light, and I realized she was holding a long blade behind her back.
0: We're going to kill Uncle Bob, Jordy. Are you with us, or are you against
1: us? (laughs) She gripped the knife more tightly as I hesitated and waited for my response. I only hoped that when I replied, it would be with the answer she wanted to hear.
0: (laughs) Uncle Bob's wicked in Wild Water Park the catastrophic conclusion no so i want i want to stop there real quick i want to talk
1: about that okay how close were you to losing it when you thought she was going to turn around and be like i betrayed you (laughs) it's me all along i'm uncle bob (laughs) i would have fucking lost it
0: just what a long con
1: you know? that's, that's the long con right there. That is the long con. That's so, why it's called that.
0: So many options to fucking, like, betray him. And you waited this long, went through this much work. Just just really love working in that, that teenage love effect, you know? Um, I want to get a drink real quick. Okay,
1: Uncle Bob's Wicked and Wild Water Park, the catastrophic conclusion. How do you think they're going to kill him?
0: I don't think they will.
1: Oh. <laughs> so... They killed the beast by destroying the kind of, like, uh, the way it's held up with the wood planks and the steel beams and whatnot, um, and fire.
0: But wasn't Bob on top of it? So, like, clearly, fire is not the way to go. (laughs) Is water gonna be the way to go? Do they have to put him in the fucking, the whirlpool? well they haven't alluded
1: to any sort of like ritual process or anything and no. we we still don't know if Bob is like some type of like elder being or you know a demon mm. so I, I'm it's just like when I when I think of I don't know when I think of like killing a, a mystical threat I would probably go with fire
0: or chop the fucking head off <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> if the opportunity presented itself, Deputy Dewey, maybe. When in doubt, machete it yeah. out. Ooh, thank you. I need my Coke. Oh. What? <laughs> Schneef. So guys, uh, how do you kill an immortal being? Send us uh, some some comments. <laughs> yeah. I would like
1: to... You know, first line of the story, how do you kill an immortal being? You know, let's let's leave that out there for, the, for the, those who want to leave a comment. So, How you, would you kill an immortal being? You say
0: ritual, I say chop that head off. I said fire. <laughs> okay, so we had seen Uncle Bob standing in the midst of a burning pyre, laughing like a demigod. He could breathe underwater, blending in like an octopus in the reef. He could move around the park with impunity, seemingly invisible at times. The water park was his habitat, and he was the alpha predator. The top of the food chain. Great right shark of the place. How do you kill that? Fire. Alligators. Oh, nice. (laughs) No. Still, we knew it was the only way, and while I worked my last day shift before the big event, I was forced to consider how dangerous it all was. Standing on the shore of the wave pool, I watched as the crowd went up and down in lazy parabolas, sinking and rising with the swells. Many were lounging in bright yellow inner tubes. Others dangling from the pool walls in the deep end like underage Spider-Men, screaming with joyous abandon as the lifeguards shouted and blew their whistles at them. The sunburned masses of teens were oblivious of the dangers lurking beneath the clear blue water. A couple summers ago, I nearly drowned right where you're swimming. I wanted to yell. The girl of my dreams saved my life and now she's a half-dead zombie and we're planning on killing someone together later tonight (laughs) you know as you do summer hijinks am i right (laughs) i didn't yell that of course but part of me wanted to for some perverse reason just like part of me can't help picturing what it would be like to fall off an overpass and land in the midst of the speeding traffic below whenever i walk over a highway bridge on my way to work i think of that is that weird maybe i just have a vivid imagination I felt like I had to get it all out there, all these secret lies and deceits, despite the deadly consequence, just to see what would happen. But that was probably just Uncle Bob's influence. I realized as I came out of the trance, shaking my head, he couldn't read my mind. But he had spies everywhere and his influence on me was strong and difficult to negotiate. I had to be vigilant. The sun was beating down hard on my neck and I felt the sweat dripping down my back, swamping my shoulders and armpits in the thick polyester uniform. I decided to go stand in the shade for a few minutes. I went over to a nearby concession stand where there was a small lineup. We were allowed free tap water. Woo! No soda, though. (laughs) No exclamation point. No soda! Fuck. At any of the concession stands, but we didn't get preferential treatment. We had to stand in line just like everybody else. We were able to get whatever we wanted whenever
1: we walked up somewhere when I worked at Dorney. Like, Mm. I was able to get free soda pretty much every single day.
0: Nice. What's up, buddy? A guy standing in front of me in line was eyeballing me and I wanted to ask him what the hell he wanted. Yo bro, you wanna go? I wasn't in the mood for a joking kid who thought I was his punchline. You work here? He asked, the snotty grin spreading wider. He lowered his shades and looked up at me up and down. He had long wavy blonde hair and was wearing a bright orange bathing suit, a white tank top and flip flops. Is this bait? Do Do we got some bait right here? Yeah. What's up with the owner of this place? I hear
1: he's nuts!
0: (laughs) I wasn't sure what to say. Part of me wanted to recruit the guy for our mission, but that was far too blatant. And for all I knew, he was a spy. He's a goddamn cap! I decided to err on the side of caution. I wouldn't know. He seems normal enough to me. The line was moving, but the guy wasn't. I pointed ahead, but he ignored me. I noticed again that he was a half foot bigger than me, and he had some rather large muscles. (laughs) I wondered if we were going to have a problem. My adrenaline began to kick in as he ignored my attempts to move the line forward and just stared right through me instead. He began to emit a low growl, and his upper lip quivered, revealing sharp incisors. The sun was beating down hot on my neck, and the shade looked so close. He was probably just high on meth or something. (laughs) Yeah, as they do. Yeah. I decided these things happen. I began to back away, then edged around him nervously moving gradually toward the concession stand. He turned mechanically and followed me, taking long, deliberate strides, inching closer, still growling low in his throat. I didn't want to turn my back to him. I moved away from the crowd, the cool, I moved away from him towards the cool shade, thinking I would ask the clerk at the concession stand to call for backup to kick the guy out. I looked back quickly and found the line had cleared away from with unnatural speed. The area was abandoned, and I was by myself now with the scary-looking guy and the clerk behind the counter. Hey, call for somebody to come here quickly. This guy's all hopped up on something, I said without looking at the employee. <laughs> there was no answer, but I had sworn I had seen someone behind the counter a moment before. The long-haired kid kept moving closer, looming large over me now. He was still growling, fists clenched, cords standing out on the sides of his neck. Did you hear me? I asked, agitated now, afraid to turn around. This guy looks like he's about to eat my face or something. <laughs> Bath salt. <laughs> no answer. The terrifying figure stepped closer and I spun around, ready to jump into the booth to get away. I froze, surprised to see Uncle Bob of all people he's standing there. behind the counter <laughs> instead of the clerk. He was dressed all in white with his paper hat, red bow tie, name tag, and everything. He would have looked ridiculous if not for the fact that it was so horrifying. Like seeing an adult dressed in... A, in children's clothing waiting for you in a dark alley at night what the hell was he doing working behind the counter of a snow cone stand it caught me off guard and i felt for a moment as if my heart stopped beating in my chest before it kicked again and again began pounding rapidly he smiled and seemed amused by my horror i had just thinking about shouting how we were going to kill him and now he was standing right in front of me his eyes bore into me as the low growling continued from behind me I felt sure that he could read my mind as he watched me with growing interest. You're planning on killing me, aren't you? Good luck with that kid. I heard his mocking voice in my mind as plainly as if he were speaking to me. I hoped it was just my imagination, but then wondered if that was just wishful thinking. Hello, Jordan. Oh, hey, Uncle Bob. His hands were behind his back and he leaned forward expectantly asking, are you thirsty, Jordan?" I nodded, my mouth dry. I hadn't ever realized before how much I needed a drink. It felt like I hadn't had a sip of water for a week, a month even. I couldn't remember the last time. How had I forgotten to hydrate on such a hot summer day? <laughs> That's how you get heat stroke. Even this, a rookie knows that. A yeah, rookie knows that? Here you go, my boy! <laughs> he said, handing me an ice-cold, frigid-looking bottle, dripping with perspiration. I licked my dry lips with my sandpaper tongue and reached out for it desperately. As my fingers touched it, he pulled it back out of my reach, and my knees buckled with desperation. A hoarse groan escaped my lips, and I looked to him, seeing grinning, seeing him grinning even more broadly than before, relishing every moment of this exchange. You want this? Then tell me. What is she planning? I know she's planning something. Now tell me! Oh my god. The hot breath of the guy behind me was on my neck. It made me feel claustrophobic since he was standing so close I could feel his body heat. Who? I asked playing dumb. Your little bitch, the one you've been seeing behind my back in the sewers outside your window at night. You think I don't see you? I see everything. He lifted me up. He lifted me up by my shirt collar and I looked around to see the entire park all around us was abandoned. All noise had ceased. Everybody was gone except the three of us. I don't know. I don't know. I shouted. Resisting his eyes as they bore into mine and attempting with every fiber of my being not to let my fear take hold. Think harder! He was holding me up by my throat now and the world began to turn shades of yellow, then red, and finally black before I managed to squeak out a word. I regret saying it, but it's done now. The one word seemed to be enough for him. I fell to the concrete and skinned my elbow badly, and when I looked up he was gone, as was the guy with the long hair. Screams were coming from somewhere nearby, and I realized it was me. There were suddenly customers in line again, and a normal kid was behind the counter, serving them colorful flute-flavored snow cones. It felt like I had fallen into an alternate reality for a moment and came back again, just like that day beneath the wave pool. Are you okay, dude? You don't look so hot. There were people reaching down to help me up, and their concerned faces told me everything I needed to know. They thought I was having a breakdown of some sort. To their eyes, I had just been standing there one second, then I was on the ground screaming a moment later. Water. Water. <laughs> I croaked. Water. My mouth and throat were parts as if I had drinking anything in days. Maybe I had it. Was Uncle Bob messing with my mind to get information out of me? Or just to punish me? both probably get this guy some water people rest around and a few minutes later I had a tall glass of water in front of me which I proceeded to take long greedy sips from until I started to gag dude you really gotta stay hydrated better it's summer what are you a rookie Can I take
1: over mm-hmm I just want to say It's not how i imagined the ending to, to start to go way better than it kind of seems like he failed a little bit i'm under the assumption he might have given up the ghost and betrayed his team i don't know one word though one word it's probably the name of a uh, place in the park Hmm. like what if he said like beast or something you know something else yeah like, lockers <laughs> yeah, i don't know I'll find out I finished my shift and left the park feeling guilty, but why did I feel guilty? I couldn't remember. There was something I was supposed to do, but I couldn't remember that either. It was like parts of my mind had just gone missing. That feeling was wholly unsettling, and I went home with an uneasiness that didn't go away. A growing sense that I was forgetting something really important began to gnaw at me. I thought about it and thought about it, going round and round in circles in my head, then it came to me i was supposed to be killing uncle bob oh right That's he had today. gotten to me when he confronted. it's on my calendar he had gotten to me when he confronted me at the concession stand he wiped the part of my memory or at least tried to but i had gotten to him as well bolting out of the house i rode my bike back to the water park as fast as i could i checked the time on my phone as i pedaled down the street and saw that i was running late but if i hurried i could still get there in time clementine was waiting for me in the sewer tunnels her face was Shadowed in the darkness and I could barely make out her half mangled features. Stop referring to it that way and maybe she'll feel better. <laughs> You're late. I know, sorry. <laughs> she didn't say anything more about it, so I didn't explain, just followed after her. She began to march down the tunnel. I quickly realized we were not going to the location she had told me about that was the target. She was taking me somewhere else. The storage room, where Uncle Bob kept our life contracts, was on the other side of the park, and Bob would be guarding it closely since I confessed it was our target. But it
0: wasn't. You know, even after this is done, even if this all works out, things will never be like they were between us. You know that, right? Her words
1: shocked me. I hadn't even considered it. I had just assumed that when this was over, things would be normal again, that everything would go back to how it was when we first met. Why not? I don't think it was normal when you first met her. It wasn't. (laughs) Her boyfriend was dead. He's been reading into things this entire time. Why not? Why can't things be the way they were? I miss you. She spun around and even in the darkness, I saw tears in her eyes as she spoke.
0: Because just look at me! Look at my face! Her
1: half-dead, half-human face. (laughs) was split straight down the middle. I'm going to talk about it again. I've mentioned it nine times, shadows obscuring most of the worst details, but I can still see the necrotic flesh on one side, puckered and gray with worms and millipedes crawling in and
0: out of her eye socket. It's never going to be the same. Now let's just get over with it. I can't, I just can't talk about it right now. It's hard enough as it is. I got fucking worms in my face. (laughs) Worms
1: in my eyes. She began to walk again, and from behind I saw her... I saw half her hair was still orange, while the other half was now mostly bald, dead scraps falling out with clumps of her movement. Finally, we reached a ladder, which took us down one more level. It was really dark down there, and I could barely see. I just want him to be like... I just want him to be like, it's
0: okay, I love you as you are, and like start tonguing her eye hole or something. This guy just describes her more as she's like hideous than he did when she was beautiful. <laughs> she's, yeah. like, she's got green eyes and freckles. That's, she's great.
1: Anyway, she's beyond ugly now, and there's, there's something new and
0: horrifying
1: about her looking at
0: her every time I do. The rest of them should be setting fire to the park as we speak. By the time we get back up there, this place will be nothing but cinders, but that won't kill Uncle Bob. He'll just rebuild, using us as labor like he did the last time.
1: Clementine's voice was quiet, and I followed her along the narrow passageway. Right, but you said you had a plan. You have a plan, don't you? She said... She had said during our planning that my contract with Uncle Bob had left me susceptible, but that she couldn't tell me the specifics. It hadn't occurred to me until now, hearing the hesitation in her voice, that she didn't want to tell me what she was going to. Where are you taking me? Clementine let out a long sigh and rested her hand on the door we had come to in the darkness. This isn't going to be easy.
0: I knew that, but I had no idea just how difficult it would be. What isn't going to be easy, Clem? Show him! Shut up! Just
1: shut up! It was her other side. The dead one was speaking. It had a different
0: voice. Hoarse and harsh, laced with malice. Uh Uh-oh, we're going malignant. We are going malignant. (laughs) Malignant. We're going to have to show him eventually get it over with. Why else did you come down here? When else, if not now, why can't you just shut up? She pushed the door
1: open and revealed a dim blue light within Clementine entered and I followed her unable to resist my curiosity, despite a growing unease, a worry, which had crept into my gut, leaving a cinder block of dread there. I walked in behind her and found the room was filled with a huge aquarium. It took up most of the, the enormous underground room. A gigantic creature filled most of the tank. The thing looked like a large, flesh colored octopus, covered in a purple, spotty pattern. It had many eyes, which were all closed as if it were sleeping and breathing in and out regularly you made me ink there were hoses and wires hooked up to the equipment on other side of the room which looked complex and advanced far beyond anything known on earth was aliens what the hell is this (laughs) i whispered terrified of the thing waking up clementine walked up to the tank and laid her hand on the glass gently then she turned around and looked me dead in the eye say hello to the real
0: uncle bob
1: It turned out that Clementine did have a plan. Not an altruistic plan, or a good plan, but a plan nonetheless. What do you mean, the real Uncle Bob? I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was the largest octopus I'd ever laid eyes upon being held aquatic prisoner under the park. But Clementine was claiming that this was actually the devil who had caused all of our woes.
0: There's something I need to tell you about me. Something I was scared to tell you before. I'm still scared, but you're going to find out soon enough. What are, you talking about? The hell's well, yeah.
1: what are you talking about? What the hell is going on, Clementine? I wanted to tell you sooner. I just wasn't sure how you would react. Tell him! The decaying side of her face was screaming again.
0: I am Jordan. Um, how do I say this? Uncle Bob, uh, he's my dad. To everyone
1: else, he's just an uncle. To me, he's Papa Bob. (laughs) My jaw dropped, and I stared at her in shock. I backed away, suddenly terrified to be near her. She looked up and appeared crestfallen. She had the same look as when I saw her mutilated face after the accident. I told you he wouldn't understand. Said the dead side of her. She ripped one of the tubes from the side of the tank, and water began to spray on the floor, gushing from the opening like a fire hose. Alarms began to sound from the machinery in the corner, and Clementine pulled an electrical cord, then another, and another. Her face was a blank mask, emotionless. Sparks flew, and with all the water on the ground, I was scared of being electrocuted. Backing away from her, I saw the look on her face of betrayal and spurned hope. My hand found the door behind me, and I pushed it open just as the eyes of the massive octopus popped open, and it began to thrash around in the glass cage. I ran out of the room and fled from there, down the dank basement tunnels and up the ladder and out there as quickly as I could. When I got to the surface, popping up from a sewer grate and sticking my head out like an escaped convict, I saw that the water park was on fire in the distance. My heart was pounding and I was sweating from my escape. My mind tried desperately to make sense of what I had just seen. The only conclusion I could come to was that she just committed petricide. Petricide? Yeah, she killed her father. Patricide. Clementine said Uncle Bob was her father, but that strange psychic octopus alien creature was likely not capable of giving birth to a human child. My guess was that it had been telepathically controlling a human host, the one we knew as Uncle Bob, and that Uncle Bob had found a woman to partner with at some point, who had given birth to clementine it's a real ego star lord situation for real (laughs) but really i didn't know for sure another part of my mind pictured the spider creature from alien latching onto people's faces and then implanting their young down the throat of an unsuspecting victim for all i knew clementine had a little octopus creature living inside her pulling her gears and operating her like a piece of machinery but that seemed unlikely all these thoughts ran through my mind as I ran from the water park as fast as my legs could carry me. And at a certain point I heard a loud shrill ear splitting, scream from behind from where i had come from. It cut through the air like a knife in the darkness and pierced my ears. They ached for days and I still hear a faint ringing sound nonstop tinnitus. (laughs) But the good thing was I felt him let go. I felt Uncle Uncle Bob's grasp on me disappear. It was gone. She was gone. I was sure of it. There was no way she could have survived. Or so I thought. A few days passed and the fire was all anyone in town was talking about. And everyone said it was sad that the owner had passed away. Even though he was a controversial character, Uncle Bob was a fixture around town and his supposed love of children was well known. A local reporter began to ask around town and came to talk to me since I had worked there for so long. He wanted to know if the tales about the place were true, if it had been as wild as the water park as the story said. I can't really talk about it, I tell them. I'm still under contract. Love it. The words slip out naturally, and I didn't realize I even uttered them until later.
0: I see, he said dubiously. Okay, just uh, one more question. Uh do you have any thoughts of the new owner? She's a bit young to be running an amusement park of that size, don't you think? It's the first time I'm hearing about it. What's the owner's name?
1: I asked already knowing the answer, already knowing who my new boss was
0: going to be. It seems to be a young Clementine Sweeney. He said, "Did you ever work with her over at the water park?" I let out a little chuckle.
1: <laughs> yeah. She saved my life once upon a time. The reporter raised his eyebrows, bought his pen up to his notepad once more, and settled in, looking curious. I've got a story about that, actually, if you want to hear it. Hmm. <laughs> cute, cute little story, not really a conclusion. Um, because, I mean, you were kind of right. She replaced the hierarchy of her father, but I wonder if she's running the park, then she's
0: probably going to be just as evil, right? Yeah. Is, Maybe. Is her face going to be better, too, or is she going to be hiring <laughs> teenagers with that fucking burnt face? Talk about how mutilated she is every time he brings her up. Occasionally yelling at herself mid-fucking uh, <laughs> mid interview. <laughs> He's a lying sack of shit! He just wheels. No, no,
1: he deserves a promotion. He's a nice kid. Fuck him! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him! Fuck him to death. It was so, better than
0: Aqua Slash. So it
1: was better than Slash. Yeah. I also appreciate the kind of was Aliens approach to the ending. Yeah.
0: A little different. I very much enjoyed the uh The burning beast scene. Yeah, was not expecting that to go A down.
1: slide that eats people? <laughs> that's like a nightmare.
0: I feel like oh, yeah. I've had that nightmare before when you go into that black, you don't know where you'll end up, maybe into a person's Once belly. Once you
1: go black, you're you're dead in a water slide. Oh, <laughs> that's how that goes, right? Oh. So, crying Hawaiian, I'm sorry. So, here's here's the thing, right? When when we think about these these water parks, and you think about how many ways people can die there, the Conceptually, the story really only touched on one of them. Because fires don't really happen at water (laughs) parks. And neither do zombie kids, and neither do giant octopuses, right? Generally. You know. The drowning in a wave pool is a serious fucking thing. I liked. I liked when. I feel like I liked the first two parts. I liked the parts where it was like, there's something wrong with how these things work and people just aren't noticing. Like, it would have been better if the if the beast opened. Yeah. And, like, people immediately went missing. Mm. Like, it wasn't just enough for me for him to test it on the workers. Like, why would you test it on the workers? Just open it. Just open it. You you built this. Yeah. Start eating people. Um, Like... Th- the idea of uh, a, a sand floored wave pool, and you go to kick off the bottom, just and, and you get and you get pulled down. Mm-hmm. That's a nightmare. Yeah, especially that's, when you're that's already grasping for air. Yeah, and then with the beast, it's you. Oh, I'm in a waterside. I'm in a waterside. I get to a dark section, and I just disappear. I the, fall into a giant creature's yeah. stomach, and I just fucking I get mangled and, mm-hmm. I, and I die. You know, come play with us. Yeah, those those two sections were wild. I liked I liked that a lot, and I would have I would have liked it more if it continued to do shit like that. Not enough like,
0: zombie kids.
1: <laughs> for it to be a plot point. Yeah. Yeah, ironically. Um, why introduce Ben and Mare if they're never gonna come back and mm. do anything significant? Um, she
0: had one line basically, just telling her, her her real name. Hey, I'm Mare.
1: <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm Ben, and I'm I'm gonna, gonna say fu- Marissa.
0: <laughs> See, like you
1: didn't even get it right. You weren't even paying attention.
0: That's See, Mare. she
1: could have she died for all we care. So, it's not li- like like. I didn't think the writing was particularly well. It was written very weirdly. Yeah.
0: It was also written very like, here, this is happening now. Oh, okay. I'm in. We're doing this now, huh? Okay. Cool. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. No, it
1: definitely went from a kind of, I'm going to describe how things are to the, to the, and then this happened. And then this happened. And then I went here.
0: And then this happened. And, like, I don't know how to... And then my mom was glad I was making money. (laughs) I wasn't making money. (laughs) I don't know the
1: word as someone who, like, critiques writing often. That describes what I'm talking about. Other than the fact that I don't think this writer... But it's more of an age thing. Okay. I just don't think the person... I don't think the person who wrote this was old enough to know how to really sit down and craft a three-act structure narrative. Mm. Is it a little too informal for you, maybe? Informal's a good word. I would just say unpracticed or, mm. or not taught. Gotcha. You know, like... This was like, this had to have been someone in high school who's just like, oh yeah, and then, you know, like, the the, the ride, the slide is going to eat him, and it's going to come twists. out, his body is always going to be dead, it's a fire. Is it a demon? And it's a fire. Is it,
0: is it a pervert? <laughs> is it? It's
1: both. Oh, fuck. It's the Catholic Church. No, no. <laughs> anyway, um, it wasn't the worst thing I ever read. It was no Mayhem Mountain, unfortunately, but it was also at the same time
0: not an aqua slash i really didn't need um schizophrenic clem
1: (laughs) another like third act rushed concept that we didn't need that that doesn't need to happen (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying like i guess i guess i used to call this like a fan fiction quality you know Mm. like like it it's not it's not well written enough to have any value (laughs) They you also, know, but was, it's a fun
0: story. Yeah. It just it, it doesn't have any value. <laughs> he just loves going back to the well to be like, "And I thought Clementine was dead." Or was she? Um uh, she wasn't though. <laughs> I
1: should have learned by now. This is the third time she's done this. Um I don't know.
0: I think I would have liked it more if Clem was Uncle Bob.
1: <laughs> Same. Yeah. yeah. I've been a puppet this whole time. I I knew. I knew that if I were the one to save you, you'd be in my pocket the entire time you're here and I'd mislead you the entire time. Uh, you You didn't stop my plan. You've helped me with my plan. You know, something along those lines. There's some story flaws here that don't... They don't connect to a basic type of logic, like a sound type of logic. It's more of a A personal opinion Like Mm -hmm. I just I wanted the story To go this way So this is how I'm gonna tell the story Gotta shoehorn Um, that in I'm gonna I'm gonna make this work For
0: uh, But she's still alive You know It's a zombie Zombie head Zombie face Would've been really great If there was just A naked man Walking across At some point Just to To keep that alive With me You know Wherever I go That naked man Follows (laughs) On the beach God damn it
1: just takes down the sunglasses oh shit <laughs> <You> <laughs> gotta get out of that water park
0: <laughs> um <sighs> well deputy dewey this was a fun summer <laughs> was it <laughs> welcome to camp lots of pasta <laughs> the the camp where you'll
1: you won't get a ton of sleep because you're getting too much creep <laughs>
0: And your girlfriend doesn't even want to date you And she loses half of her face <laughs> What about Tom too? She's your boss now I need to know more about Tom <laughs> Also with that writing too Originally that writing was like making me think that Brett was her boyfriend But then Tom was her boyfriend Like when like they first oh, introduced yeah. Brett Brett like, is like real like huggy huggy And it's like ooh that stings a little bit But then she's like My boyfriend's dead Yeah
1: Tom Tom DeLonge. We miss you. <laughs> to the stars. No. Uh, did they ever say how? Mm. That could
0: have been a good story. <laughs> Just her getting mortified.
1: But also, oh shit. Okay. You know what? That that provides motivation. Then You kill my dad.
0: My dad killed my boyfriend. That's fair. Or maybe she signed her contract, to like try and keep him alive. Something along along those lines. But nah, she he's might gone not have had her. a contract. Ooh. She might not have had one. I feel like she alludes to having one, though. For her own dad? Yeah. Maybe. Mind control? Mm. I don't want to go that far. Oh, okay. He just... Everybody has a contract in his office, apparently. Yeah, but the contract implied that they were, like, mind controlled
1: and they go through a process to become zombified. Mm. And it's like, Unless okay. they're saved. Yeah, I guess. It's convoluted. Yeah.
0: It's it's, it's not <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> it's not great, but it was fun to read. So yeah. That's so that's you know that's fair. Um I don't know how many how many successful stories could be written about a water park, but it's it's almost like challenge we're looking accepted. At, we're looking at like an zero and two. <laughs> oh wait wait wait! Are you saying that? Are you saying challenge accepted as for when we do the three yep. hundred special, you're gonna write a story about a haunted water park? Can it be ghosts? In the end,
0: <laughs> we were the haunted park all
1: along. Oh shit! The haunted water park wasn't the end. It was the journey you learn along gonna make, the way. I'm going to
0: make every <laughs> single cast member be a, a character at a water park. God damn it. It's going to be a, a lot of character building. For my next campaign
1: of, of dread, it's going to be getting out of a haunted water park. <laughs> oh... Find your way. How? We, do, we, do we go on the tube slide or we go across the lazy river? No, don't go across the lazy. Oh, lazy <laughs> river's made of acid!
0: I'm just gonna take a match to the slide. It's full
1: of piranhas! <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you someone goes down the slide and they're like, "Oh, what smells funny?" And I light a match. That was, <laughs> it's not a water slide. <laughs> it's a fire slide. Oh, it's it's coming together, uh-huh. folks, and yeah. you're seeing the creative process here at work.
0: In the end, I just drink chlorine and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you drink enough of it, you might. You have to drink a lot, though.
1: <laughs> oh shit, Deputy Dewey, finishing. Finishing thoughts, ending
0: thoughts, final thoughts. Splish splash. The mother was my favorite character. (laughs) Um, I guess
1: uh, my final thought is, um, you know, whether, whether you're an Uncle Bob or you're an Aqua Slash, you know, keep on, keep on keeping on. You'll, you'll write
0: that water park (laughs) The, Horror fiction that you always dreamed of one day. I, I now know the main antagonist of my short story will be Uncle Slash. <laughs> It'll just be the guy from Guns N' Roses buys a water park. Nice. <laughs> nice. Away to the days <laughs> Land until we stand at the shore